allow me to introduce myself. My name is The Sportzilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, ESPN Utica Rome, now on 96.5 FM. Thank you so much for coming to Utica. You guys are Hansons. Who are you? Well, I'm from Utica, and I've never heard anyone use the phrase Sportzilla Show. It's an Utica expression. Rain man, good to go. Hey, Coach, how are you? I'm good, Rain. I'm good. Thanks for doing this today. No problem. I'll have an English muff if you got one. What's that? No, go ahead. Wait, I'm ready. Aha, aha, The Sportzilla Show starts now. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. And Matt. Sportzilla Show brought to you today and for the rest of the week by our friends with ICANN. Shout out to Steve Bulger, an an innovative community-based provider that's keeping families together in the Mohawk Valley every single day. You can learn more by visiting ICANN.family today. And and I'll just tell you straight up, they do the Super Bowl trip every year. So uh, amongst a bajillion other things, that's what they probably get the most press and publicity for. Nodding his head and joining us in the studio, us being Tiff, who has it hooked up at ESPN UR? Facebook Live is on right now. We welcome the brain, Gary Heenan, the head coach of Utica College Hockey. We'll talk about his stinky suit, which Scoop objected with. Lucky that. suit. But Lucky he, suit. He's the one that said it last week when he was in here with us. And of course, the boss. Do you have it ready? The boss. The boss. Yes, there you I'm go. the boss. The glue guy, Matt Page, as well. So uh, are you going to uh, uh, order an English muffin? While you're on the show with like us, Coach I can do that. I like that. Yeah, that makes me chuckle every time. I told that story. Yeah, you had me tell that story. Yeah. We wasted like seven minutes telling that story, <laughs> Beheim stories for sure. We're going to talk about Jim Beheim. We talked to him yesterday on the Sportsilla show, but we're going to talk more about him. Obviously, there's game tonight against Pitt, which we're very excited about. Go Orange. There's a lot of other things on the agenda as we're with you till six o'clock, but it is Ash Wednesday. Did you uh, did you give up anything for Lent, Gary? Uh, Not thought about it yet? No, I haven't. Shouldn't have brought that up. Give up losing. That's a tough question on air. (laughs) You did give up losing. You haven't 16 straight games. That's a great point. I'm going to move right by that. I'm going to (laughs) move right by that. 16 straight. My mother-in-law will be really upset that I haven't really partaken in that Well, is she listening at the moment? She probably is. Don't send her the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He wrote. He just wrote me a list off the air of like six things that he's giving up for land. I got you a cover for you. You're not giving up the goop. Uh, No, certainly not. Not giving up the lucky stinky suit. I just picked it up, the dry cleaner. So the suit's clean. It's clean now. Different shirt, different skivvies. Trust me on that. You know, get the different ties in there. I wonder, though, which fan has actually said, is he wearing the same suit again? I bet you nobody, nobody noticed until you brought it up. Eh, all right. I'm sure. State office building is going to light up for Utica College as you guys are getting That's ready. That's the rumor. You got four straight, you got, uh, four straight titles now. Congratulations. That, uh, when I heard the number, it kind of catches you off. But it's uh, you know body of work. It's it's nice. I mean, it's it's hard to do. And uh, yeah, the guys had to work for this one. What are they doing at the state office building though? For you guys, more on that. I you know just hear a rumor that they're gonna do some kind of funky light it up and wish us well this weekend. So is, is maybe this, a big UC in the windows or like they had the twenty twenty there when it was first night or whatever they call it around town. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Gary, are you starting the rumors so that somebody hears that and does this or is this uh, you have a credible sort? I'm teasing again. Again, he's put me on the spot here. (laughs) 
See, I get called the instigator, but I think Rain does a lot of that. Yeah, he's two for two so far. All right, I got to behave. I'm sorry. Gary Heenan is in here with us. Utica College Hockey Sports Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. So let's let's figure out the, the playoff ticket situation. People had through today, right, at the end of business, and then anything left over is going to go out to the general public. Do you have an update on that, a status on that? Where are we with that? How does that sit? Yeah, I mean, you're spot on, and uh, I can tell you it's been busy over there, but I can also tell you that, uh, you know, there's some corporates that that get season tickets in their packages, and they're a little sleep at the wheel. So there's some premium seats that are available as of uh, tomorrow that people should go down. If you want to sit in the lower bowl, here's your chance. So you can grab them at the box office, EmpireStateTix.com, the regular ticketing outlets Correct. for you to get college yeah. hockey. Going well. Our crowd last Saturday was awesome. Uh, I think everybody uh, appreciated that it was a meaningful contest, came out and supported us. A lot of love in the building. It was loud. Uh, we gave them reason to cheer, so hopefully we can keep that up. You crushed a good team, though. This isn't like you're beating cream puffs here. It's, it's something special. I told you that last it, week. It, it, they were a good, good hockey club. We shut down. A, well, he got one goal. The one guy we wanted to shut down, leading scorer in the country, uh, he, he, he did produce for his team. But a good hockey team, uh, you know, there's a good chance we'll see them again. But, the, yeah, the role keeps going. There you go. Scoop. So the other games were last night. How did the uh, opposition line up for you this weekend? So full watch party last night. Uh, everybody tuning in on our team and staff and wives and children and in-laws and outlaws. And, uh, yeah, last night's game was the first of a couple quarterfinals. And there was a huge upset. It was Nazareth beating Elmira at Elmira. Um, that's that's a big upset. It really is. So Elmira, number one power play in the country, three of the top goal scorers in the country. And always play you tough. Always play us tough. Yep. If there was one team I was really kind of, uh, uh, I don't want to see that power play again, uh, that was them. 14 seniors in their lineup. Uh, kind of nice to see them back out of this tournament. It was, it was so Nazareth, hats off to them. And uh, the other one is tonight, and we will play the lowest seed. Uh, is it the highest seed? The lowest seed. Lowest seed. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you'd play the lowest. Yeah, the lowest. So the lowest seed, uh, and that is Newman at Stevenson. Newman. So Newman being the underdog, they're the sixth seed. If they were to pull off this upset, we will see Newman. If not, Stevenson holds serve, then we will play Nazareth. Talk okay. about uh, Eric Holland, the UCHC Player of the Week. Yeah, you know, we've we've kind of been patient with with uh, Holly, as we call him, and uh, really good junior career. Uh, came in, kind of got his feet wet last year. We expected a little more from him. Great wheels, unbelievable kid, attitude, works hard, and uh, just kind of finding his way right now where uh, he's sco- not only scoring goals coming off a hat trick the week prior, but did he set up our big Swede on, uh, on Saturday night with just a beautiful two-on-one touch pass over a, a D that was laying down. One of those where as a head coach you're yelling shoot and he sticks it right up your Yoohoo and, and slides it under or over the guy for the goal and, and the guy's all kind of like yeah nice coach. You know? I gotta add that yeah. to my repertoire because yeah. I like to say snipe the five hole a lot so when I can say right up the Yoohoo with a little sauce on the pass yeah. oh, is what you're absolutely, me. Yeah so uh, but Holly's been awesome. He's got uh, he's just flying around with just huge confidence right now and and really, as a staff, I mean, that's your challenge to get guys all feeling good at this time of year, loving their game. And uh, and we got a lot of guys feeling that way. Not everybody, but a lot. And that's a good thing. So you have a big 9 nothing win on Friday night. That's when the hat trick, the natural hat trick happened. Right? 
But the game that we're really looking at for first place is Saturday. So after you get that win, what is the feeling in the locker room? Were the the fellas more confident or was there uh, or or maybe even more confident while still being, hey, we got a big job to do tomorrow. Let's uh, let's be ready. Let's get some rest. What was the attitude after that big win? Yeah, it's it's a great question. And uh, and it's one I would equivalent to when you see uh, President's Cup trophy winners or guys that win uh, conference Stanley Cup uh, conference champions. You know, they never touch the trophy. Yeah. So yeah. are they jubilant? Yeah. Are they happy? Absolutely. Have they accomplished something? But it was definitely subdued. It was, hey, we've done this. We've done this many times. It's time to do something better. He killed my mic. Is had <laughs> enough of him? I was gooping my hair. <laughs> ESPN Radio Utica, Rome now ninety six point five FM Sports Show, where we are live on Facebook at ESPN UR Tiff's got that, and the mics are set up so you can hear Gary Heenan, head coach of Utica College Hockey, in studio with us as we're getting you set for some playoff hockey and and hopefully much more. But you got to stay focused on the task at hand, and that's that next game. Uh, a couple other things to uh, bring to your attention, though, would be. Off subject of Utica College, and let's take you out into the hockey world a little bit, a little bit more. I wanted to ask about David Ayers because I mean, anytime they're talking about hockey, and we'll we'll revisit UC. Don't don't get me wrong, but anytime they're talking about the game of hockey on Good Morning America, I mean, it, it's we have the fourth most popular. Well, you know how it is, but we love the game. So when Mrs. Rain, who doesn't follow it like I do, is asking me about it, getting ready for work in the yeah. morning. It's good for the game. It's awesome for the game. Uh, I just actually got out of a conversation with a retired professor who's 80 years old, and and that's what we're talking about. And, and That's he, what I'm saying, And yeah. he said, uh, you know, now they're going to propose to have three goalies in the National Hockey League. And, and I would never allow that because this has happened a lot. You know, when I say a lot, this happens two, three times a year where that backup gets to dra- get, get into the bench. But to get in the game and then not lose but win, it's just an awesome story. And one you want to read about again or see again at some point, if that was to happen every five, six years, everybody loves it. How many How many people heard the term e-bug for the first time yeah. that weren't as familiar with that? Because you just, you hadn't seen it. It's it's just, it, it, you know, to see the guy with a bit of a beer gut walk in the locker yeah. room and, and the celebration with those guys spraying soda cans all over them. And great speech from Ron Brindamore, great too. Speech, I mean, just things you're going to remember at the end of your career, you know, and this will be one of them. Uh it, it warms your heart, and I agree. And you know what's funny? In those other sports, there's professional athletes on, on all three of those other, and they're like, what a joke hockey is. No you way. No they way. got this washed-up bum who's in uniform making $500 for the night. Gets yeah. them a huge win. I mean, it's just it's awesome stuff. So who is your emergency backup goalie? Well, you know what's funny is, is on that, just a bit of, Adam Decker, who's our goalie coach and played for us. Yeah. I mean, he gets that call a couple times a year with the Comets. Uh, nobody was happier to see Bachman get shipped out of town when they were carrying three all year than than Adam Decker. He's like, I'm getting on the ice now with those boys. Now he's close to speed dial, you know, right on. And, oh, I got and, the uh, bag right in the back of the car in the trunk, ready to go just in case. It's uh, and it happens at that level, you know. At our level, you will see it. You, uh, I remember playing on Oswego State four or five years ago. 
two of their goalies got hurt. They don't have a fourth. I mean, you never have four. No way. Uh, so they dressed a, a player by the name of Hall, I believe, uh, as as their backup. Watch them in warmups. I mean, this is not even a, a beer league goalie. This is a player dressing, and uh, and it happens. It happens at every level. It's pretty. I neat. literally could have scored on them. You would think. That, you would think. In theory. Yeah. So I, I have a list of David Ayers, and we talked about this. I don't know if you've ever tuned us in when we do Comets Insider on Mondays at the 72 Tavern, but we went through David Ayers' media itinerary. So the game was Saturday, right? Saturday night, 6-3. Yeah. They end up beating the Leafs, which, by the way, it's horrible. It sucks to be a Leafs fan. Come on, be honest. <laughs> You but know, they gave him a great applause that night. Like, it, you know, it, it's okay. It's weird, yeah. too, that he's probably a Maple Leafs fan being the Zamboni driver uh, for the Toronto Marlies wearing a Marlies helmet. Yeah, of course so he was, yeah. I'm, I'm, you'll see this on Facebook Live if you're, if you're watching along at ESPN UR. I'm handing a list of Sunday and Monday's media itinerary for David Ayers after winning that game. And Scoop... And it doesn't even count like him going on with Stephen Colbert, the late night stuff that's happened since then. I started giving this out as we were talking about it with Stefan LeBlanc, who's been jumping up from the defense to forward. Shameless plug. Go listen to that on podcast form. But I get through it, right? And I'm like, wait, I'm not done. There's more. I get through <laughs> half a Monday and I'm like, wait, there's more. And then he's, he's made, like he said, more media appearances since then. I mean, you've got to make a movie out of this. The, the Hurricanes are selling his jersey. They're going to donate some of it to charity. He's going to get some of it because you even brought it up. He only he only made five hundred bucks for playing in an NHL game and winning. So I it, bet it's you amazing. they passed the hat for him. You know it. I Come hope on. they did because you know looking at his media commitments, he actually has to call in sick the next couple of days yeah. and not get paid yeah. to yeah. handle the media requests. And then they gave him a they gave him a night down in Carolina. The last thing on there is a flight to Raleigh. So. I mean, they honored him. I mean, it's, it was an amazing thing. It was, what was the Dennis Quaid movie where he's like just some random high school coach and the next thing you know, he can throw 95 and before you know it, he's, pitch, it. he's pitching for Tampa Bay and it's a, it's a true story. It's just stuff that you very rarely ever see. He stopped eight out of 10. It's not like he slept through a period where he had to stop two or three. I mean, well, it's funny. After he left those first two in, his wife on Twitter, little expletive deleted there, <laughs> you know, which was hilarious just to watch her react to the whole thing. In live time, and like those two go in, and you know the f bomb comes out. But then the, the win—I mean, it was just the pendulum swinging back and forth. The, the the drama of the whole thing was just absolutely fantastic. And they can pick on this sport: basketball, baseball players, football players. Like, what the heck's that? I don't know of a better story in the last year in sports for crying out loud. It's a fantastic story. The boys talking about it in the locker room too. Oh, I, it, it's everywhere, you know, and you know where else it is. It's it's the 30 guys for the 30 other teams that are dressing their next game, the emergency backups for them, saying, this so, could happen. And this gives me hope, you know. So you're They're saying there's the, a chance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's take a break. I want to talk to this guy a little bit more. Gary Heenan, the college men's hockey coach in studio with us here on the Sports Hill Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now 96.5 FM. We're going to have you look ahead to this weekend's games. We'll get a little deeper dive on the team. It's next. It's the SportsZilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and 96.5 FM ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Ash Wednesday, and if you missed any of our conversation so far with UC hockey coach Gary Hino, we're going to have that posted, podcasted later, all the social media spots 
at ESPNUR on Twitter and elsewhere, Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud. So leading into this weekend of games, give me like a timeline of your preparation, what you guys will do each of these these coming days leading up to game day. Yeah, we, we, we actually we take it easy on the front end of that. So uh, Sunday would be off. Monday we practice really light uh, skill stuff. And then Tuesday off. This morning we went really hard. This morning we gave the guys a killer practice. Uh, they're coming off some rest. Get back to who we are. It's really a battle practice, one where they're all on their, you know, on their sticks, on their knees, really huffing and puffing. And and then tomorrow we'll back off a little bit, get into more systems play, uh, make sure our systems are all in order. Friday you're looking at really a pregame skate feeling good. Uh, and then Saturday, given the the two o'clock game, uh, we've got a 10 a.m. breakfast, which is. Your whole schedule moves up with that adjustment. Do you uh, control what is served at a breakfast uh, yeah. on a game day like that? Yeah. Specific foods, like I'm, I'm curious, what specifically you want these boys eating heading into this game? Yeah, well, it's that's actually a pretty good question for a lot of different coaches. So, for example, I know our women's hockey team, like that's an issue. So they always order off the menu per player. Okay, so they've got to arrive places a lot sooner. You know, where I am, you're going to eat this, you're going to like this. If you don't like this, then you're not going to eat. Right? <laughs> that's that simple. So it's a team meal, and that's what it is. And we want to get in, we got to get out. We want to, you know, it's just kind of been that way. Um, so, no, we we absolutely are. Our typical team meal is, is grilled chicken. Yeah. Uh, you've got your pasta, you've got a salad, uh, you could have some soups. Uh, that would be a typical meal. Uh, when we play two games a weekend, that chicken, instead of grilled chicken, might become chicken parm. It might become a baked chicken with rice and broccoli. Uh, with the breakfast, we'll just have a smorgasbord of, uh, you name it, bacon, sausage. Uh, Nothing wrong with a little protein in the boys' system to yeah. get it going. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 no big desserts or anything. We actually I forget what America. I think it was uh, I mean, Char- Charlotte, the American League team, because they eat in the odd. And I walked by, and I had a pregame meal. They were all having Sundays. Well, I was going to say, Sean Coffey, who's on with us tomorrow to talk about basketball, would probably accuse you of being the one who might sneak a dessert on the side based on some of his previous comments. I'm just saying that for you, glue guy, because you like to instigate this. And I know that was the next words out of your mouth. No, it was not. Yeah. Sean and my wife would say that right now. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little heavy at the moment, but uh, the pregame meal, you know, we're lucky enough to have sponsorship support where all that stuff is kind of paid for. uh, I'd have a dessert with you, by the way. Yeah. Thank so you, you know, you're I welcome. appreciate that. You're and, welcome. Uh, and the guys are treated well, but it does move up our schedule. Uh, so usually we eat five hours before a game. You know, we will sneak a pregame skate in 9 a.m. optional for guys just at 9.30. I imagine some guys don't want to eat that much. Some guys will sit there knowing they have to be at pregame and they won't touch a thing. They've already done their routine. Um, you know, and then guys like their naps in between that meal and when they've got to report to the rink. And that really is a per player thing, but uh, you know there is some shape to everything, and uh, that seem we we've tweaked it all over the place. You know, from eating later to we usually bring that leadership group in and says what's the majority want, and and you go from there. Do do you individually, player by player, try to discuss with them and feel out what their routine is, what every guy is comfortable with, or do they go to your leadership group? Is that some, you know what I'm saying? Cause like you said, some guys are not comfortable eating a, a big meal. Other guys might, but whatever it is that gets them ready to go. Once that puck drops, 
Yeah. I, I mean, is there a thought process behind that, or we, is that something you let them be men? We ask our captains that stuff just, you know, if we're on the road, hey, do you, you know, do you want late checkout? What time do you want this meal if it's a funky uh, game time that we're not used to? Um, but in the end, it's going to be the vast majority rules, and we don't want to be too too high maintenance here. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's the Indian, not the arrow type thing. So let's sure. just, when the puck drops, let's get after it. So what happens after a 7 p.m. game like Wilkes, Saturday night, you've won a regular season championship, guys have burned off a lot of calories, a lot of water. Do you guys all say, let's go get pizza tonight or maybe some salmon or something a little healthier? Yeah. Was, was there a get-together after the game? There was zero get-together. Uh, so I think if, if postseason championship happens, that would happen. With a regular season and, and, and in all our, our Saturday night games, uh, the guys will get a meal somewhere, and then they'll become college students pretty quickly. Okay. And uh, and they will all get together at a, an establishment or one of their houses and, and, and have a good time. So on Saturday, what is your timeline after the breakfast? Do you go straight to the rink? Yeah. Yes, we do. Uh, so it's funny. It, like We'll report to the rink as a staff at, at you know, 7.38 in the morning. We will prepare all our pre-scale video stuff. The bulletin board all gets replaced from when they were last in there. That changes again once they they leave to go to pregame meal and then come back for video scout. Um, and, and then we, unfortunately, we don't have like a staff of ten like the Comets to do all our pregame uh, our, our pregame. You're doing that uh, events, radio stuff in between periods, giveaways, promotional things. So we're actually running around with that. Even as much as did we leave tickets for so and so and. Um, you know, wow. uh, what are we giving away at the door? You know, uh, this Saturday, 2,500 towels are given out from Pavia Real Estate Rally Towels. You know, where are those? Are those at the door? Do we have people to give those out? Uh, last weekend it was, there's there's four mascot costumes from Duncan. Do we have people to to skate around <laughs> yeah. and act like idiots in those? Um, so actually, yeah, that's head coaching right hey, there. If you need you know? three idiots, you got well, three right here. Well, I mean, whenever you guys are ready, we yeah. got you. A lot I of can't people skate. would rather see you guys with masks. It's, on. it's like so, a yeah. chief executive though. In addition to being the head coach, you're, you're running the show or you're going to be consulted on it at least. Yeah. It's, it's, it, 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 my sister looks at me sometimes and he's like, what the hell are we doing here? Right. And I say, hey, you want 3000 in the rink every night? You got to do these things. That's exactly you know, and right. That's the level. So Gary Heenan, the brain head coach of Utica College Hockey, is in studio with us here. It's the Sports Illustrated Show on ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now 96.5 FM. And on camera, Tiff's, uh, Tiff's got you at Facebook on, at ESPN, you are, excuse me, on Facebook Live. So you can watch the process. It'll be up to watch a little bit later if you're just joining us. So it's Nazar Newman who you can potentially be facing uh, the thing with Naz, though, is they have a former UC player. It's JT Antelisano, uh, right? Correct. From Rome. Uh, so that makes, uh, that's got to add a little bit of fire in the locker room, right? Yeah, I would think that would create some anxiety for both him and, and maybe a couple of the guys he used to live with here. Um, you know, it's it's a pretty unusual situation. That yeah. Mid-year, a guy would, would change teams within your conference. Uh, it's probably a question we get asked a lot, which is how does a guy just change mid-year and be eligible? Because at Division One, as you know, you've got to sit out a year once you transfer. Yep. Uh, but at Division Three, it's it's immediate. So uh, it's happened on occasion before. Um, it's not always a pleasant situation, but uh, he really is. He's a he's a nice young man that just you know thought it, he, he he would play a lot more over there, and he has. So 
Um, Sometimes that's all it boils down to, for sure. Yeah. You know, do we wish him well? Not right now. Yeah. You know, not right now. Not this week. Yeah, not for not those two weekend. and a half hours of that hockey not game. Not this weekend. So uh, Before and after, sure. Yeah, it'll be uh, no question about it. Great family, things like that. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're focused right now on beating people, beating them down. So look at this picture. I just brought up the UC Pioneers website. There's a picture of this year's team. Coaching staff's in there as well. Tell me about the guys, the, some of your coaches that help coach these guys up that bring you through 16 straight wins, 21 on the season, your four straight championship, and on and on. Yeah, it's funny. I didn't even know that was up. We took that this morning at 7 a.m. Um, right before our practice because we did have four or five guys' uh, roster changes. So we requested that. And uh, what's great about this staff is uh, our director of hockey ops was, was an alum of our program. The three coaches – uh, Adam Decker, Nick Therian, and John Ames are all alums of our program that that none of them are from here, and they all uh, relocated here, got married, uh, stayed here, or came back here to be really get good jobs and be part of our program. And uh, they've all played some level of pro, which is pretty neat. Can I pay you a compliment? Yeah. It's because you've built an amazing program over two decades, well, man. It's, and they're not alone, and thank you, but we've probably got a dozen guys that are from all over the world that decided because they were treated so well here and their experience here. And it's a unique environment. That they've bought houses here, they're working here, they love it here. Uh, so even if they're not in that picture and on our bench, um, right after our games on, on Saturday night, if you guys were to come down, you would see that our those 12 alumni and their wives and their kids are in our office area and, and shooting the breeze about the game. And uh, they're family. You know, they are definitely family yeah. to us. And, and their wives all hang out and... Christmas parties are Christmas parties, and it's it's it is it's pretty neat that those guys uh, appreciate the love that they felt from from people in this area and the contacts for sponsorships and relationships that uh, that they're making their livelihood right here in Walk Valley when they're from California and Pittsburgh and Muskegon and you know all over the place. So it's it's pretty cool. Did you and when you decided to go to Hamilton College to play hockey, did you ever think? 20 years later, you're, you're starting up a program, and, and here you are. You've built something spectacular around here. You should really be proud of it. It's not not just the hockey. It is the outreach into the community. And you have you have a tree of coaches that have set up roots here. Yeah. It's, I, it's, I mean, I, I want to compliment you no, again, and I want you to brag on yourself for a second. It's awesome. I mean, it's – did I ever – you know, I had such a tremendous experience at, at Hamilton with Phil Grady. You know, he's, he really is uh, sure. a second dad, if you will, to me, and, and we remain really tight today. Um, and, uh, and the area is so similar to, to Canada. It really is. Oh yeah. You know, in terms of, uh, you know, the woods are right around the corner and fishing (laughs) and hunting and outdoor rinks and, and, uh, and the love of hockey, you know, in this area. So it was, it was when you were offered that opportunity to build a program here, it was pretty quick to say, this will work, you know, just because of the, the outpouring of support and outreach and, you knew businesses would buy in and fans would buy in. and But it's got to exceed your expectations. It, no question. I mean, uh, we, we literally, in the same week, Jim Spartano, the AD at the time, we visited Whitestown Arena and we visited the Odd. And we were like, okay, where do we want to build the program? You know? And uh, and we grabbed the Odd. You know, it was one of those, well, is there a decision here? Come on, guys. You know, like, let's grab this big, empty dinosaur building and, and yeah. try and make a go of it, and uh, and we and we have, you know, it's been pretty neat, uh, never a dull moment, and uh, and hopefully we can make those, some more special moments this weekend and beyond. So there are some tickets that are going to be available as of tomorrow. You can check those out. EmpireStateTix.com. 
Uh, the odd box office. Good luck to you, Coach. Great to see you guys. Yeah, well, let's keep it going here. I got to go to a break because I'm uh, losing the voice here really quick. Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, not 96.5 FM. The Sportzilla Show is now streaming on the ESPN app. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Indeed, but she's cool enough to hang with the boys. So Tiff is off of the phone filming Gary Heenan for our first two segments at ESPN UR Facebook Live. Of course, that video is posted if you want to go back and give that a watch. If not, yeah, you can listen to it if you're just joining us. It's always available in podcast form. Sportzilla Show is on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and there you have it. So Tiff is hot behind a microphone right now. And uh, before we get in, we go any further with any of us, we want to talk about the NBA. But I want you to join us for this conversation about we're going right to the WWE. It's not a belt. It's a champ. It's a championship. That's correct. Is that right? That's correct. That's a Vince McMahon thing. That's a Vince McMahon thing. Well, the WWE gives out championship belts, titles, titles. What was it again? It's a title. Okay, the title. <laughs> Whenever uh, belts, an- keep your pants up. That's true. Whenever another professional sports team, let's say, uh, I mean, who won the Super Bowl? The Chiefs, right? Yep. WWE sends them a championship belt a belt championship uh, a thing championship title goes around their waist i'm just messing with you <laughs> but the fact of the matter is so drake brought one when toronto played milwaukee and Giannis, say it for me scoop ante tokumpo and he did it to troll Giannis ante tokumpo so and you a know- guy who didn't play is bragging about a championship that he didn't earn. Right. Is that yeah. is that how I'm following this correctly? Yeah, and it all plays off of the fact that you've seen the videos on social media, the Bucks behind the scenes in the hallways. Scoop knows what I'm talking about. They kind of put on these little wrestling routines just to lighten the mood and the, and the guys bonding a little bit before the games. You've seen them. I mean, you know what I'm they're talking fun, about. They're fun. They're funny. It looks like they're having a good time. And so Drake thinks, you know, because everything's always got to be about him because he's a narcissist and he's horrible. And the fact that he's on the sidelines <laughs> ruining NBA games. I I, I heard he gives uh, killer back massages. What? A, yeah, to the coaches during the <laughs> middle of games. I mean, he's just he's a nuisance. He's a distraction. He's annoying. He what? has to make himself a part of the game. And that's. No. He has to make himself bigger than the game. It, uh-huh. It's inappropriate. Being that he's he's extremely famous within you know Toronto, but an international superstar in music, but yet he still needs this petty attention. It drives me crazy. So he brings the WWE Championship belt, title, title, and he's trolling Giannis with it. And you had some strong opinions on this, Tiff. <laughs> so here's why I bring you in on this. Tell these people what's going on. I think it's almost like the the varsity boy who didn't make the team or wasn't good enough to be on the team and now makes a fool of himself at every game and paints himself white and and really goes above and beyond and and takes the attention away from the who are actually playing. I think he's almost envious that he's not on the court and I think that if you maybe if you looked into his past that he maybe had some some basketball history or maybe something but He's stealing the attention away from the players, and I don't like it. I don't think any of the, obviously none of the players like it. And if I was the coach and he was putting his hands on me during the game, I mm-mm, no, he's got to go. Like, Aren't you turning around and giving that guy an uppercut? Yeah, like don't touch <laughs> me. I'm in the zone. And here's the other thing: Giannis responded with uh, some words we can't say on the radio, and he told him to bleep himself. He did. Somebody, I'm telling you, you somebody you in the NBA it. has got to troll him 
by showing up with Pusha T. It's got to happen. That would be great. Yes. It's got to happen. Sit down. Shut up, Drake. We got Pusha T over here. This is Giannis's response after, while running down the court, swearing at Drake, which a lot of people were very happy to see and others have done and or will do, or at the very least want to do, but this is how you handle it. Oh, that's good. Um, he cares about me. I, I really don't. So I'm just here to win games and um, help my team. With, you know, help my team win. That's that's all. He cares about me. I don't care about him. Yeah, it's gonna move on, and I'm gonna win basketball games and can continue to be one of the best on the planet. He's focused on what he's got to do. It, Drake's nonsense is peripheral. Doesn't matter. You know. Look at me. I've got a WWF belt. WWE belt. Whatever the hell they are now. Give me a break. Let's turn our focus uh, on basketball to college and the Cuse. Of course, we love them. They're in Pittsburgh tonight playing Pitt. Jeff Capel is the head coach. And uh, he's got a team that does not shoot very well. We, We discussed this a little bit yesterday with Jim when we had him on. Of course, we do every Tuesday. But they're two starting guards, for example, shooting around 25%, not just from three, but just regular field goal percentage overall. They're not a team that shoots the ball well. In Cuse's favor, this is a team that is in the 96th percentile in the nation in scoring transition baskets. And if those three-pointers start dropping in and we start heating up a little bit with the usual suspect scoop, it bodes well for us tonight in what really is, of course, a must-win game. We've got to win these games, and we've got to go deep in the ACC tournament. You know that. In Pittsburgh, with this four-game losing streak, though, I have a feeling uh, the Orange will see a very good effort from them tonight. And maybe some of these trends that we see with those two guys you mentioned shooting poorly turn around to some degree. Add that into the fact that the Orange had a great second half Probably the best basketball they've played all month and maybe longer. And we could have ourselves a really good basketball game. And I hope that the outcome is exactly what we want it to be, I mean, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. And and we all know what the shortcomings of this team are. It's Barama Sidibe and the foul issues. Uh, but, you but- know, when, when he stays out of foul trouble until late in the game and he contributes with points and steals and rebounds... And Coach seems to think that he's got more of that in him. That's what they want him to grow to, and he started to do that. How many times do we hear Coach Beheim say, well, you know, Barama can't do this, he can't do that, and now he's doing it. He, he's learning. It's a growth curve. you got to focus on the things that he does do well, and if we get the Georgia Tech version of Marek Dolajai, that's another positive for the Qs. And, of course, Quincy Garrier, who just keeps getting a little bit better every game, and he's ferocious on the glass, especially the offensive glass. But I want to turn our attention real quick, because we're up against a break, to the comments that Jim had made with ESPN in Rochester, recognizing that, listen, we understand where we are this year. We might have to play an NIT game. The Dome is being shut down on March 1st. We get through the leap day on Saturday, and then that's it for the season. So if we go to the NIT, assuming... We don't make the NCAA tournament. You got to have a regional game somewhere, and Rochester is now in that discussion. Yeah, and I think maybe that was uh, that interview that Coach Beheim did on Monday with some folks over there. 
Maybe it was a little uh, olive branch, a little hello, a little grease in the skids. Hey, you know, we may see in a while. And I think they would like to maybe host that game. There was obviously a conversation about cool insuring arena in Glens Falls, but that seems to be too far away. And some of the powers that be kind of boohooing that to some degree. So I think we're, we're looking at Rochester or Albany. And one last thing, I'm going to read you a quote from Jim Beheim. For all you fans out there that don't think that he still has it or understand what's going on this year, well, the foul problem has been an issue. I've done a bad job recruiting. I've done a bad job recruiting, he said. The physical guys inside. We need a couple physical guys inside. Obviously, it's all recruiting, and that's on me. I have got to do better there. That's leadership. That's ownership. And that's a coach that's clearly going to address these needs this offseason, whether it's somebody uh, that transfers somehow, some way, he's going to fix this problem. Trust me. So does that coat come off tonight? Oh, man, I hope so, because they have a great record when it does. Let's take a break on the Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. Every Monday, the Trent Call Show from 6 to 7 on ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now on 96.5 FM. The Sportzilla Show is now streaming on the ESPN app. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. It's not like the Mets where, oh, there's the first pitch and the season's over. For the New York Yankees, losing Luis Severino after basically missing all of last year sucks. It does. You're about to get an elbow jab over there. He's got the Tommy John surgery. That was I took a little jab on yeah. purpose <laughs> just to have a little fun. Uh, but Tiff's in here with us today. And I am. You're a Mets girl. I am. And i got to be honest, I've said this before, I root for the Mets. I absolutely watch a lot of Mets during the course of the season. I rooted for them to win World Series when they're in it, too. Some news from Mets camp. Tell us. Uh, This morning, Brandon Nimmo was scratched from today's lineup. Uh, He was scratched because the doctors, the team cardiologists said that he shouldn't play. He needs to do some future or some further testing with his for his heart. And it just came out that Luis Rojas, after the uh, game today, said that he wasn't concerned. It was just precautionary. They're just checking everything out, making sure he's good, and there's to be no concern. But me as a Mets fan, I'm still a little concerned, not going to lie. Yeah, absolutely. When it's something like that, you know what? They go rule everything out, get it off the table, make sure you're good to go, and then play some baseball and get some wins for the Mets. Scoop, Larry Walker visited Cooperstown. Tell us about it. Yeah, he was there yesterday, and he's very excited about the Hall of Fame weekend in July. And he, he said he he's nervous about it, but he's excited at the same time. He reflected on his time here in Utica, and I thought it was funny what he said. He said, quote, I was really, really bad. I hit 223 with two home runs. I remember that. Utica was five organizations put together as a co-op team, so it was kind of where... They sent the rejects in a way, (laughs) and I was one of them for the first two years of my pro career, but it starts somewhere, and I I guess his mother uh, visited him while he was a Utica Blue Sox player. He remembers it. Look at that lifetime memory. And they went went to the Hall of Fame. They went to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Actually, he didn't remember until his mother found a picture of them together there and sent it to him after he had got... Inducted, so he's the first position Canadian position player to go into the Baseball Hall of Fame. The first Colorado Rocky, and awesome. He toured the hall, and you could tell he's just thrilled to pieces. Very nervous, 
He says he's going over this speech in his head over and over again, but he's looking forward to it. Uh, he deserves it. He was a hell of a baseball player. Uh, U- Utica City FC is playing a couple games in Mexico against the Sonora Soleils. Saturday, 10 o'clock, 8 o'clock on Sunday. I've reached out to have their general manager, Tommy Tanner, join us next Tuesday, possibly. I'm hoping we get him in here. No filter. Loves his chicken wings. Great guy. You will love listening to him. I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to get that done. And I wonder how much uh, Spanish he'll be speaking. If, I don't know if you saw their most recent promotional video. He just ended it with hola, hola. and everybody cracked up. Uh, where does that bring us, boss, as far as a programming note for what we're doing tomorrow? Uh, Sean Coffey. Sean Coffey for three. Um, I can't wait to talk to him. Yeah, and be, maybe he won't be so mad at me this week. Well, the problem is you, you said all that crap to Gary Heenan when he was in your... Or did I say that? That was you. Was that my fault? Yeah. I'm going to blame you tomorrow when Sean Coffey's in here, instigator. Is that all right with you? No, not really. He's shaking his head at me. Look, I feel like uh, Sean Coffey's not going to like me because of things that you're doing. No, I think Sean Coffey likes it. Well, they got some big games coming up here, and they lost to Sage in Albany, so... I wonder if there will be a degree of surliness there because he's a little frustrated. I, I would understand that. You don't want to go out in the regular season with a loss. And you got big games coming up, so he might he might be all business. He might want to like just ignore all our instigation and silliness. That would probably be the smart thing for him to do. Utica Comets are out in Rochester tonight. Michael DiPietro has taken over the goaltending reins. One of our contributors, Corey Hergott, is a grandfather. We're going to discuss that. I can't wait to give him some props. 6.30 pregame starts over on the Brothers Station at K-Rock. We'll talk about the trade of Zane McIntyre. Uh, we can, of course, mention that Stefan LeBlanc was on Comets Insider, so you can listen to that wherever you get your podcast. Sports Illustrated Show back in here tomorrow at 5 o'clock. ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM.